It was the feast of the Passover. A big deal. In Judaism, the feast of the Passover is as important as Christmas or Easter for Christians. And so Jesus and his disciples had gathered to celebrate the feast, a time to remember the mighty act of God in bringing forth Israel out of bondage. You remember that day when the blood of the Lamb was spread over the doorways and the angel of death passed over, and Israel was delivered out of slavery to become the people of God. The Passover, a time of thanksgiving, a time of celebration, a time of feasting, a time of remembrance. But something was wrong. The servant was not there to wash their feet. Now, you could always tell the servant. He was the guy with the towel wrapped around his waist. Where was he? Why hadn't he shown up? You just can't get good health anymore. And then, and then Jesus took a towel and put it around his waist. He took a basin of water and got down on his hands and knees and washed the feet of his disciples. Now remember the context of that moment. It is Jesus' last night on the face of this earth. In a few more hours, he and his disciples will be in the garden. He'll be arrested. He'll be taken away. He'll be beaten. He'll be spit upon. He'll be interrogated. There'll be a crown of thorns thrust into his forehead. And then the next morning, he'll struggle up a hill with a cross on his back. And about noon, he'll be crucified his last night on the face of this earth, and there he is down on his hands and knees washing the feet of his disciples. Oh, you would have thought he would make some great farewell speech. You would have thought he would go back over the highlights of his career. He would remind them of his great teachings and tell them again all those wonderful parables and remind them of the mighty miracles that he had done. But no, He's on his feet, hands, washing their feet. He stooped down to wash their feet. He stooped down to take upon himself the death of a criminal for us, to die on the cross for us. He stooped down to teach us that all the glory and pomp and circumstance of this world count for nothing. It is the way of the servant that brings life, he stooped down. He stooped down. He, he who was the Lord, he who in the words of John was in the beginning with God and was God and through him all that was created came to be, the Lord of the universe, he stooped down. Can you picture in your wildest imagination Lord Grantham stooping down to wash the feet of Daisy or Mr. Mosley? Would Lord Grantham do that? Oh no, but the Lord, the Lord of heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land of all creation stooped down to wash their feet. 
A new commandment I give you, he told them. A new mandate, a new mandatum in Latin. Uh, incidentally, that's where mandi comes from. The mandatum, the new commandment of Christ that you love one another. As I have loved, as I have loved you, love with a giving, self-sacrificing, unconditional, freely given love that you love one another, a new commandment. And you remember in the story, Jesus washes the feet of all the disciples. He washes the feet of Judas, who is about to betray him. Friends, believe me when I say that there is no one so sinful that the Lord Jesus is not reaching out to you, even here, even now, in forgiveness and grace and mercy. There is no one so lost that they cannot be found in the grace of God. And he washed the feet of Peter. Peter, who in tradition becomes the first pope, the bishop of Rome, a great saint of the church. And Peter says, no, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. No way. And Jesus said, Peter, if I do not wash you, you will have no part in me. Notice he did not say, Peter, if you do not wash yourself, you'll have no part in me. He said, if I do not wash you, if I do not cleanse you, Peter could not cleanse himself. Even the one who was to be the first pope could not cleanse himself. Oh, he could wash the dirt off his feet, yes, but he could not cleanse himself from the lust and the greed and the pride and the self-centeredness and all those dark sins that lurk deep within the human heart. He could not cleanse himself from sin. He could not cleanse himself from death. And neither can we. We cannot save ourselves. Not our goodness, not our righteousness, not our technology, not our wealth, not our power, not our wisdom, not the size of our army, not all the human achievements that humankind has ever achieved. That cannot save us not from sin and not from death. Only Christ can do that. Only Christ can save and make new and transform and give life he who is the life giver. Only Christ can break the power of canceled sin and set the prisoner free. For all our righteousness is but a filthy rag. And then, then in the story there comes the clincher. You knew there was going to be one, didn't you? Here it comes. Listen to this. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. We are called to be foot washers. We are called to be servants. We are called to be caring and giving. We are called to forgive and not to go on holding a grudge for days and weeks and maybe even for years on end. We are called to be reconcilers in a world of conflict. We are called to feed the hungry and not just to talk about it. We are called to welcome the stranger in our midst, even if the stranger looks different and has a different faith 
and has different beliefs than we do. We're called to be servants. We are called to love. We are called to a higher purpose, to a more nobler cause. Listen to the words of Christ. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Oh, that flies in the face of all the popular advice that the world gives, doesn't it? The world says, look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. Look out for number one. Get all you can of this world's passing rewards. That's the way you have life. That's the way you will live longer. Or you may exist longer, but you will not live longer. Indeed, you may not live at all. For the great mystery of human life is that it is not in seeking one's self-agenda that we find life. It is not in seeking one's own pursuits. It is not in ignoring the needs of God calls or the needs of others around us. It is in giving and caring and serving that we find life, life eternal. Yesu, Yesu, fill us with your love. Show us how to love the neighbor we have from you. And on that night, that night that he was down on his hands and knees washing feet, he did something else. He took a loaf of bread and he broke it. Sign of his own body to be broken for us. He took a cup, the sign of his own blood that would be poured out for us. In so doing, he was living out and demonstrating his own words. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it. Those who give up their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. What do we gain? By keeping our own life, by seeking our own agenda, by serving ourselves, what do we gain? Well, we gain our own agenda. We gain service to ourselves. And that's it. And that's not much of a reward in this passing world. But to give, to care, and to serve that is to find life. It is to be like a little grain of wheat that falls into the earth and it's covered over and buried and you think it is gone forever, but no, it springs forth, it grows, it flourishes, it produces fruit, bears in abundance, and fulfills an incredible purpose. When we die to ourselves, like that grain of wheat, it is then that we find life. Friends, tonight we gather under the foot of the cross. The cross is not just a symbol of Christ's death, 
That cross is a symbol of the Christian life. Those who follow Jesus will take up their cross. They will seek a higher purpose. They will seek a nobler cause. They will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and trust that everything else is going to take care of itself. They will be like that grain of wheat thrown into the ground that comes forth in life eternal. And they will know and experience the new creation of which our Lord speaks. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I have, there shall my servant be also. So be it.